I'm heading over to PNC Park tonight, and I am expecting, let me repeat this, expecting to cover a victory for the home team. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. It'll be Pirates versus Diamondbacks tonight. It's a 7.05 p.m. first pitch. And it's becoming at least a little bit reasonable to expect the Pirates to win a game. And not necessarily because of their opponent. The Diamondbacks are 25 and 27. The Pirates are 22 and 27. The Diamondbacks just took two out of three from the defending World Series champion Braves. Before that, they were swept in four by the lowly Dodgers. <laughs> but before that, they took two games from the Royals. And before that, they took three out of four from the Cubs. So they're not, they're not terrible. The Diamondbacks have been terrible in recent years, and they're not terrible now. And that, again, that's not even why... I'll be walking into that stadium with actual expectations. Rather, it's because this. Ever since the 18-4 loss to the Cardinals, the Pirates have gone 6-3. and And I get it. That's not exactly material for a parade, even if it does include taking all three of your games in Los Angeles. But if you look at it a little bit more closely, the Pirates took two out of three from the Rockies. Their only loss in that series was by a single run in a two-to-one game that was actually very well played by both teams. They went to San Diego and should have swept the Padres, but they lost there by one run and by two runs on some really lousy bounces. That's not making excuses or attempting to build them up or prop them up. It's just a fact. Watch the games. And then they went into L.A. and played, I mean, their best series under Derek Shelton and Ben Sherrington, bar none. So what we're talking about here isn't just a set of outcomes, although, you know, 9-0 and would probably be getting a lot more attention on a global scale than six and three. What we're talking about is improved performance. We're talking about progress. We're talking about some dead weight having been kind of shoved off to the side in favor of some younger guys who've come up and showed not only energy and enthusiasm, but also, and way more important, productivity. And I'm sorry, but I don't see the sense in lowering the bar just because, oh, well, hey, they did it. They beat the Dodgers, and Dave Roberts said all kinds of nice things about them, and they actually got mentioned on SportsCenter for something other than, you know, Will Craig running the guy back to home plate or whatever. That's not an ending. It can't be. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, 
an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Did you happen to hear, by the way, what Dave Roberts said to reporters in Los Angeles after the sweep? If not, here's a little bit of it. Uh, First off, I mean, these guys, they played uh, their tails off against us. Um, I thought they outpitched us um, situationally, offensively. They were better than us. Um, They made big plays on the defensive side that flipped uh, innings and game situations. Uh, so you got to give them credit. Um, I thought they did a great job. They really did. Um, now, here is Jerry Harrison, the former major leaguer, who's now an analyst for Sportsnet LA, commenting after the game on the Los Angeles broadcast about the Pirates. But you know what? Take, make no mistake about it. You give credit where credit is due. The Pirates came in here and they flat out outplayed the Dodgers. They outpitched them, hit them, hit the long ball, hit with runners in score position, made key defensive plays, played very smart. Hats off to Derek Sheldon, the manager of the Pirates and their coaching staff, completely outplayed the Dodgers. Now, you can be cynical and say, well, they're just making excuses for the Dodgers or whatever. But what you don't hear in those clips is that both of them proceeded to say that the Dodgers did this wrong, did that wrong, could have done this better, could have done that better. So it was a mix of both. And they didn't have to say anything nice about the Pirates. Who are the Pirates? They were just acknowledging what it was that they saw. And in Robert's case, actually in Harrison's as well, you heard specifics. They didn't just say, well, those guys played really hard and they were scrappy. Man, if you ever play on a team that they describe, that anybody describes as scrappy, just find something else to do with your life. Because it basically just means you have no talent whatsoever. That wasn't what you heard from them. What you heard was outpitched, outhit, outdefended. They got into the nitty-gritty of it. So I'm going to ask you again, why? Why, when I cross that bridge to go cover that game tonight, should I be thinking to myself, yes, the Pirates should lose, game and any other game really that they're playing in 2022 but especially against the Reds whenever that comes around again why why should that be okay and multiply that incidentally when O'Neill Cruz comes up or if Mason Martin ever comes up or if other pitching arrives one thing I've been pounding on this show for months is the idea that none of us should be letting anyone off the hook associated with that franchise from the top all the way down to the assistant equipment managers in year three. There should be progress. We should be talking about players getting better individually. We should be talking below that level about prospects getting better individually But yeah, it's okay also to say that we expect the team, the collective in Pittsburgh to be getting better. That, for whatever reason, seemed to take off 
following 18 to 4. Great. Don't let it go now. Don't let it go now. When we come back, J1Q. And today's J1Q comes from John Marshall, who asks, with Jose Quintana pitching so well lately, do the Pirates extend him with a two-year contract, or will he be a decent trade candidate? Yeah, this is good. This is a good question because it, it brings to life another subject that inevitably arises whenever a team starts looking like it's competitive. Because you can take the concept too far and say, hey, you know, five games out of the wild card spot, and you can start getting a little bit crazy, and you can start losing sight of what actually has to happen in order for the Pirates to become, try saying this without laughing, championship contenders, meaning that they would amass so much young talent, and that young talent would be nurtured together and grow together that you'd be able to fit them all into a payroll of $100 million and change and take a real run at it. Keeping Quintana in the year 2022 doesn't do that. Ideally, Quintana continues to pitch the way that he has, and you get something better than a decent return, to borrow your term, be putting onto the market someone who's had a history of significant success when he was with the White Sox, someone who's not that old, someone who's left-handed, so it doesn't matter if he was that old, and someone who throughout the season, including a couple nights ago at Dodger Stadium, has shown that he rises up in the bigger settings. He just does. He's had no issue whatsoever with performing in road stadiums in front of big crowds. And again, that's not New. He's Jose Quintana. He's done this before. So why not keep him? Oh, boy. Let's have some fun here. Let's do this. Let's go with a hypothetical. All right. This is not me making a prediction. All right. Let's put this on a separate shelf from some kind of silly prediction. But let's say that the Pirates were to go on some kind of goofy run here. You know, take two or three from the Diamondbacks, whatever else. you got some teams coming up that maybe are, are in that same bracket where you wouldn't expect that they're going to get overwhelmed by somebody and have all their pitching get shot up. Let's say that this continues. If this team were to get to five freaking hundred That's all I'm talking about here is 500. Anyone who knows Pittsburgh knows that all those people, the the crusty ones who are, ah, taxpayer belt stadium and Bob Nutting and that I'm never going in that ballpark again and everything else, all that stuff, all that stuff goes way out the window. Those people don't even claim to have ever said any such thing. This is Pittsburgh. The Pirates are always a latent giant here. They just are. They're not new. They're not an expansion team. They've been here as a franchise longer than the other two teams combined. They're part of who we are as Pittsburghers, unlike any other team here. 
Now, I say that as someone who has followed the Steelers and Penguins as closely as anyone alive. So please keep that in the right context. The Pirates are their own animal in this regard. People will get amped up. People will say it's been way too long. We've already waited. We're done waiting. Let this team play itself out. Let Jose Quintana stay in the rotation because he gives the Pirates the best chance to compete. You know and I know that is exactly what would happen, meaning the public pressure. I'm probably not going to be immune to that, if I'm being honest with you. Now, does Charrington have the courage, I guess you'd have to call it, to make a move like that in that environment when this is his third year on the job? There's been nothing remotely resembling success to date at the Pittsburgh level. Can he say, hey, you don't understand, Pittsburgh. We like Jose and all, but there's this super spectacular A-ball flamethrower in the Yankee system. And if we get him, he's going to be dot, 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 dot. No one's going to want to hear it. Charrington, I can promise you a thousand times over, will want that A-ball flamethrower instead. Who wins? Who backs off? Who blinks? Does the owner actually get involved for once? Everyone likes to talk about Bob Nutting as if he's in on all the personnel decisions. Why did Nutting get you, Chang? You know, he's got nothing to do with any of that stuff. But what if the owner actually for once stepped in and said, you know what? I mean, how about we just do this instead? Yeah, I'm going over the top here now, huh? (laughs) Great place to end the episode. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates today, all week long, and throughout the year. We'll be back with another one on Monday.